Welcome to Millennial Money Minutes, where we tackle tough personal finance topics in five minutes or less. With your host, Grant from MillennialMoney.com and Matt from DistilledDollar.com. Hey everyone, uh, super excited here today. We have Jen Sincero, who's the number one New York Times bestselling author of You're a Badass. Uh, she's written a book about money, uh, aptly titled You're a Badass at Making Money, and super stoked to have her on the podcast today and explore really um, where our money motivations come from and how we can change our relationship with money and really get at a, a deeper level and explore some of these ideas. So Jen, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. So tell me a little bit about what motivated you to write a book on money after your blockbuster success of your first book. Because the first book was written because I was such a train wreck about money and had to get my act together. So, um, so it made a lot of sense for me to focus on, you know, that was about all sorts of things. And this one is focused especially on the problems that come up with money because I was living in a converted garage in my 40s. And so it took me a long time to figure it out. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your story just for the listeners. Yeah. So, you know, I was a struggling freelance writer and I just could not crack the money code. And finally, one day I just woke up and was like, I got to get this together. I'm going to die in a garage. So I started reading every self-help book under the sun. I went to seminars. I hired life coaches and I, in a matter of years, um, you know, started making seven figures. So it, it was an amazing transformation, and I truly believe that if I can do it, anybody can. <laughs> so what's the biggest, uh, the biggest habit change? I mean, that's a pretty, pretty strong uh, growth in wealth pretty quickly there. What's, what's the biggest change that you made? I made the decision to make money, and that sounds really simple, but if you think about it, it's super controversial because money is one of the most loaded topics out there. And when you decide to focus on making money, all sorts of judgment starts getting thrown around. You know, it means that you're going to do bad things for money, or you're going to have to do stuff you hate, or you're going to have to work yourself to the bone. That's immediately what we come up with. And that was not the case at all. Um, so tell me a little bit about what frequency is. You talk a lot about it in the book and how, you know, really to, to make money, you have to believe that you can, you have to make the decision. Um, you write a lot about how money is abundant. What is frequency to you? Everything is vibrating. Every single solitary thing, including us and our thoughts and our energy. And so, when you realize that everything is energy in our universe, you understand that low frequency thoughts have a frequency and, you know, high frequency thoughts have a frequency. So when you're negative and in fear and in doubt, um, there's a certain vibration that's going on with that and it attracts you to and things to you that are at a similar vibration. Um, so, and you feel it in your bones too. I mean, you know, when you're excited and when you're positive and even if you're terrified, if you're excited and something, you know, you're taking a big scary leap into the unknown, your energy, you can feel it. It's at a higher frequency. And so that's where you want to be. If you're going to make radical changes in your life and taking the time to consciously choose thoughts, words, and actions that are high frequency make all the difference in the world. 
And, uh, you know, I loved how you wrote about, you know, one of your transformational moments was realizing that your fear of, of money really stemmed from just the fact that your father would give you money and that when you started making money, you know, you unconsciously feared that he would think you would no longer need him. Um, can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about just let's let's get a little deep here. The, the point of origin of, of fear about money and how perhaps it stems from our parents or is there a way we can look back into our upbringing to um, really get to the heart of, of how we feel about money? Sure. Pretty much everything that we're screwed up about stems from our parents. <laughs> but, you know, because when you're a kid, you literally rely on them for your like survival. It is a very primal, primal instinct. And by the way, you usually love them very much. So, you know, from me being scared that I was going to hurt my dad, it was so primal and it was so buried deep down. It was such a revelation when I realized that. Um, so when we're kids, we are born a blank slate and we take on all of this information from our parents and the society around us, but mostly from our parents and we consider it the truth. So if our parents tell us that money's really hard to make or that the economy sucks or that you have to do things you hate in order to make money, we take them on as the truth and we don't really question them because that questioning part of our brain hasn't been formed And what happens is we grow up and we still operate according to these truths unbeknownst to us. A lot of times it's a subconscious belief and we don't even realize it. So there we are as an adult doing everything we know how to do to make money and we will not let ourselves pass go, which is exactly what happened to me. Yeah, I think, you know, I really loved um, just kind of the simplistic, you know, nature of the way in which you, you know, describe money as a method of exchange and you know, I always like to say that you know money is just a reflection of who you are, and I think a lot of people are afraid of looking inside, and so they project that externally and just try to purchase happiness, or you know, ultimately just try to ignore money entirely because they're so worried about thinking about it and what it actually represents to them. Can you talk a little bit about how, um, when you made this decision to to make money, um, what emotions? really surrounded it? It was a lot of sadness that I was feeling so stuck and so hopeless and so frustrated. Um, I felt, I mean, angry at myself for being 40 years old and living in a garage. I was really just like, honestly, is this the best you can do? Um, And so that decision that I made, you know, let's be clear, a decision means there is no plan B. So when I decided to make money, when something terrifying came up that looked like a good opportunity to do it, something that was really expensive, something that was, you know, quote unquote, out of my league, or I had to ask somebody terrifying for help or advice, I did it because of that decision. So that's why really the decision to do anything is the critical, critical piece of the, you know, the beginning mindset piece that you've got to have. Now that you're there, um, what, what are you doing? What's, what's next? I mean, have you, are you living just an insanely different life and are you a lot happier? I mean, what's, what's the, what's the personal transformation been like? Well, all my teeth are gold. No, I, um, I, uh, you know, paid off all my debts, which was awesome. I've been traveling all over the world, staying in nice places, which is very exciting to me. Um, I've been able to give a hell of a lot more money away to charity, which is super important to me. I am looking into building a house. Um, I'm saving a lot of money. 
uh, it's, it's just, I can do, you know, and even more important than the money. And I'm not going to say the money isn't important because it's awesome, but it is the person that I had to become in order to make it is the thing that truly underneath all of it inspired the crap out of me because I wanted to feel like, you know, in this one life in this one shot on earth that I have to be Jen Sincero, I wanted to do it as best as I could. And scraping by was not cutting the mustard. Can you talk a little bit about, you write a lot about gratitude um, mm. throughout the book. And I mean, I'm a huge believer in this. I mean, honestly, um, just with my own story, I, um, gratitude is something that's just manifested itself as I've, you know, just money has afforded me more time and with more time, I'm more intentional. And, um, you know, can you talk a little bit about the role of gratitude in, in just manifesting wealth and, and why it's so important um, in that journey? You know, we talk about high frequency thoughts and gratitude really is up there in the highest realm of that because it it's a humble thought and a gigantic thought. So, you know, every single second of every single day, you have a choice of what you're going to focus on. And there are endless possibilities for that. And when you remember and make it a practice to focus on being grateful for everything that you have, even the bad stuff, even the stuff that's kicking your butt and making you feel like crap or whatever's going on, you're alive on planet earth once. And this is part of your experience and everything teaches you a lesson and you don't have to like it and you don't have to be happy all the time. And I'm not one of those Pollyanna people that, you know, think positive thoughts, no matter what, have your temper tantrums, freak out, feel bad. But be grateful for whatever lesson lies within each thing because it's making you the person that you're becoming. We do not learn and grow without friction. It's the law of nature. So there will be friction and be grateful for it as well as all of the things that you desire that you're working on manifesting when you become – so let's say money. So when you're grateful – Even if you're living in a one-car garage at the age of 40, if you learn to be grateful for an abundant universe full of money that is fully available to you that you are absolutely capable of making and you focus on that, it raises your frequency so that you're not focusing on all the things you're scared of, but you're like, bring it on. It's coming to me. It puts you in the place of it already existing. And it makes it much easier for you to move forward and manifest it when you truly believe that it's really there. Why do people fear their own potential? I mean, I think that's what it comes down to, right? I think people mm-hmm. fear the unknown, but I think people also fear what they can or sometimes can't become because it, you know, not everyone does make it even though they want to. How do you recommend that people overcome that fear, which is really the central thesis of the book, in my opinion. Well, it goes back to that fear of abandonment because as you said, we fear the unknown, which is understandable ish, but the unknown, we don't know what it is. Why do we automatically assume it sucks? Death could be the most awesome experience ever, but we're terrified of it. And when you change, you know, if you're going to become the big old badass that you were born to be, you must change. And when you change, you risk lots of other changes that you may not like, especially being abandoned by all the people who love you and know you a certain way. So I think fear of, of success is a lot about fear of abandonment because when you become successful, not only do you change to the people who you love, 
but then they have to look at themselves and be like, well, if she can come become successful, so can I, and that makes me really uncomfortable. So I'm going to be a total jerk to her about it. So it brings up a lot of stuff for a lot of people. Um, and you know, and then once you, if you do become successful, you are exposed, you are taking big leaps, you're letting yourself be visible and all of that, you know, sets you up for a whole lot of judgment, which is terrifying to us. You wrote a philosophy book with a money wrapper, um, in, my, <laughs> in, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. what was your money goal and how is that changing? Um, not every, you know, the, what you need is entirely is like one of the most personal questions ever. And we tend to compare ourselves to others when, when trying to decide what we need to be happy. And that's where getting quiet, listening to your intuition, tapping into your desires and letting, and really owning your desires and, and being realistic about, okay, how much is that going to cost? What do I really desire? What makes me happy? What fills me up? What makes me feel like I'm being the, the most authentic expression of myself and how much does that cost? So, but that's a very, very personal thing. And there is no right or wrong answer for that because everybody has a different one. And, um, yeah, that's such an interesting, interesting point that you make about six figures versus seven figures versus whatever. And I got to say, like when I first broke six figures, it was, it was the one of the most exciting things I ever did. But again, that day that I tripled my income in 24 hours was enormous. And that was still in, in, you know, I can't even remember it was it was five figures. I don't remember the exact amount, but that at that time was a whole new level for me. And then when I hit six figures, whole new level. And then when I hit seven figures, whole new level, like it really, it just keeps raising me up and I don't need billions of dollars, but it does, as you said, sort of keep you in that space where you know, you've got what you need. And, um, you know, we'll see. I'm, we're all always changing and, and what I desire every year changes. So who knows? Why do you think that you have to focus on really just one thing? You're allowed to experiment. I think it's important. But the problem is, it's a problem and a blessing is that most of us are really creative people with a lot of great ideas. And so we get all of these ideas. And if we keep trying to get, you know, getting a business off the ground or getting anything off the ground, it's they compared to a plane taking off, like it uses 70% of its fuel at takeoff. And so then once you get moving, you know, you have momentum and you can glide a little easier. You need everything you've got to get one thing off the ground. And if you're trying to get five things off the ground at once, you are screwed. So decide what it is you're going to work on and go for that whole hog. Because what happens a lot of times, and I've seen it with my clients over and over, and I saw it with myself for 40 years, you try to get one thing off the ground and then it gets hard or expensive or you get bored and you decide it's the wrong thing. So you start something else and then you get expensive or hard or bored and you start something else. So that's what I'm really speaking to is the commitment and the decision and the, you know, not take a no for an answer that it requires to really transform your life. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to be on the podcast. Everyone, uh, check out Jen Sincero's uh, new book, You're a Badass at Making Money. Best of luck with the book. Uh, I, I loved it. And congratulations on all your success. And I wish you nothing but the best. Likewise. Thank you Thanks, so Jen. much for having me on. It was a blast. Thanks for listening to Millennial Money Minutes. If you liked this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe. If you want us to cover a specific topic, use hashtag Millennial Money on Twitter. 
or visit millennialmoneyminutes.com.